have been broken to hear. Jesus, have your way. Have your way. 
us the highest praise. Come on, help us sing it.
place. He's high above all of our trials and tribulations. If you would now, Lord, again, allow us to come closer. Draw nearer unto you. Our faith has been found sufficient to grant us entrance again. Lord, you kind Father, let us come in. Come in from the cold, the rain. Come in from our depression setbacks. Lord, you said that we would be citizens someday in a place called heaven. So please, dear sir, allow us a glimpse of things to come. But in the meantime, we would be encouraged to keep going, to keep trying, feet are tired, our eyes growing dim, our strength is waning, we need help, and you said that you would be a very present help when the times of trouble did come, so please God, not, not that we are complaining, we're in trouble and we need your help. Our feet are tired. Our strength is waning. Our eyes are growing dim. Come help us. So we pray, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Revive me again. God, I know I've asked you before, but I'm asking, revive me again. And please, God, don't let me fall by the wayside. Don't let others run on that I be left behind. Keep me steadfast that I might finish what we start. God, I pray for this people and this preacher. The hour is at hand. And we are asking again, is there a word from the Lord? What will you say to us? What will you say now? Use me, I pray. We might help each other. We finish together. And we'll be very mindful to give you all the praise and all the glory. We want to finish together. Forgive us of our sins, we pray. Lord, have mercy. In Jesus' name, name that matters more than anyone, we do declare amen. Amen.
Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, let's bless God. Let's cheer ourselves up together. Let's feel better about it together. Come on, say hallelujah. Come on, say glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Grab your Bibles in the book of Philippians, in the second chapter. Thank you, ministers, for bringing us to this point. And uh, we are just so glad to be in this service. One more time. Lord, you didn't have to let me live. So I'm glad to be in this service. One more time. This may be the last time. We just don't know. But while I'm here, you're going to know I'm here. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I may not jump up and down like you do. I may not be able to sing like you do. But I will bless the Lord. In my own little way, I'm going to let him know how much I love him. I'm going to shout like I shout. I'm going to lift my hand like I lift my hand. And I ain't going to bother you while you do yours. And don't you bother me while I do mine. But if we do this thing together, what a beautiful sound and sight of people praising God together. Mama them will say, when we all get together, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we're going to sing and shout the victory. Anybody feel like winning? Amen. Anybody feel like bringing one home? Amen. Philippians chapter 2, one verse, one voice. In the 16th verse of the book of Philippians in the second chapter. From the New Living Translation of our Bible. Hold tightly to the word of life. So that when Christ returns, I will be proud that I did not lose the race. And that my work was not useless. You have a New Living Translation, depends on the printing company. It may sound like this, hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't let go. Of what got you here. Amen. God bless you. Don't let go. Of what got you. Here. Thank you ushers. Thank you. Minister Kenny. Minister John. Minister Melvin. Thank you. As you might be able to. Surmise we've been doing some. Sound improvement. We're working on some stuff. To make it better for worship. And uh, we'll get it all tweaked out. They they came by and spent three days over here trying to get this about like we want it. Uh, I've discovered that they don't they don't understand how black folk worship. We're a little loud on some things, and so we're gonna have to tweak it just a little bit more. But but it sounds better. I think we I think we're getting there. 
but we're going to keep working on it. Amen. And I need your tithes and offerings because it ain't free. <laughs> they gave us a bill when they left. So we got to keep working on it. We, our, our intentions are that we get our sound system and all of our production because that's what this is. It's a production that we can go global and have a good product. Uh, nothing's more frustrating than watching ministry on TV or, or YouTube and it's not right. And so we're, we're not going to be like that. We're going to get it right. Amen. A little preaching time. If you remember what I just told you, don't let go of what got you here. One of the sad statements of, of the church is that folk are leaving. Uh, it, is, it is a sobering time when folk are walking away from the eternal promises of God. Never underestimate this truth, beloved. When you leave church, you're leaving everything. Some of us try to minimize the gravity of leaving a church by thinking that we can just walk away and it means nothing more than departure. But I am here to tell you that when you leave the church, you are leaving everything. The Lord says this about his church, that it will last forever. He tells Peter that He's going to use him as one of the foundations, one of the pillars of good church development. Let me say this to you as I hurry along. Uh, when you leave the church, you're also leaving yourself because you make up the church. See how quiet you got right there? You're walking away from you. If your church and your estimation is a failure, so are you. If your church ain't all that, you ain't either. If you don't think your church is of any value or of any report, you can't brag or boast about yourself. See how quiet y'all got? Well, you make up this church. And let me tell you something. You, you can take your raggedy self any way you want to. You're still raggedy. Until you get your business straight with God, and when you got your business straight with God, you can make a difference everywhere. And, and the reality for us is that people leave for a lot of the wrong reasons. Somebody going to always hurt your feelings. Somebody going to step on your toe. And somebody going to always say something to your children. If your children bad running around Brookville, they're going to be bad running around somebody else's church too. Ain't nobody obligated to put up with no hard-headed child. If you don't like the music here, you're probably going to have a Sunday. You ain't going to like the music there. If you don't like the preacher here, you're going to probably run into another preacher. You don't like him either. But my real question for you is, do you love Jesus? Because when you love Jesus, you love Jesus' people. When you love your house, you ought to love his house. When you are in service, you can serve anywhere. We were outside Friday night. That's why my voice about shot. But we were outside Friday night preaching in the tent. And we sounded the same. The choir still sounded like a choir. The, the, the music, the ministry, John and Kenny, sounded just like John and Kenny. Because we can serve anywhere. 
We didn't say, no, we only serve in nice cathedral-type churches. We didn't say we had to have a perfect sound system. We didn't say we had to have the same kind of keyboard. We, we came to serve and lift up and magnify the God who is our God everywhere. If your God ain't transportable, you got the wrong God. <laughs> you can't take your God everywhere. If you can't take your God outside, if you can't take your God to a little country church down in Appomattox or Alta Vista or Rustburg, if you can't lift up and praise your God in your house, you ain't going to praise him in his house. But Paul tells us that it's important for us to rec recognize and, and to be responsible for what we have. If what you're doing in the body of Christ don't matter to you, it ain't going to matter to nobody else. If, if you cannot be seen in the praise of men, you will not stand in the praise of God. People are going to always look at you. Not everybody's going to always agree with you, but did you really do it for them? Or did you do it unto the Lord? And Paul tells us that we've got to be mindful of the fact that, that there are going to be some folk that just let it go. There are going to be some folk that just give up. But are you going to be one of those people? You're going to be one of those that are so soon to quit on God who has never quit on you. Aren't you thankful today that God didn't let you go? Aren't you thankful that when you messed up, God said, that's all right. You can try another time. Aren't you thankful that God has taken your sins and wrapped them up and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness and, and not brought them up against you? You ought to be shouting right now that the next time you interview, God's not going to say, well, what about last time? All of us have promised God something and didn't keep our promise. All of us have said to God, if you just give me one more chance, I won't do that no more, and did that again. But aren't you thankful that God didn't give up on you? Come on, talk to me, somebody. You, you, ought, to, you ought to let the world know that you are not perfect, but you stayed in the process. And you're holding on because the truth of the matter is I want to be one of the faithful few. Mama and them would sing that old song that simply said, I want to be in the number. When all the saints have gathered at home, I, I just want to be there. I don't know what shape I'm going to be in. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to fall and get up. I don't know how many more tears I got to cry. I don't know how many more disappointments and heartaches I must suffer through, but I want to be in that number. I just want to be there when all of the saints have gathered at home. I don't want to give up now. Mom and them said that we've come too far. Turn back now. I, I left home this morning. I got myself together and, 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 and got about halfway up the road, uh, Dr. Braxton, and realized I didn't have my faithful little tablet. And, and one side of me said, I don't worry about it. Use the other one and get over to it. And then the other side said, man, turn around. And I said to myself, well, I ain't too far. I can turn around and go on back and get what I need. I turned around and got my other side. I thought you was gone. I said, I left my tablet. She said, oh, I got another one, but I wanted this one. And I think about how many times in my life when I thought I had gone too far. I, I thought about how many times in my life I left things behind things that are of value and thought to myself that I can make rightful substitutes along the way. But this one thing I do know, Kedra, ain't nobody like God in my life. I can't go without him. I, I'm not going down the road without him. I'm not going around the corner without him. I don't care how far I go. I got to have Jesus. 
And I'm going to hold to God's unchanging hand. I'm going to stay there at the foot of the cross. I'm going to keep calling on his name because that's what got me here. I didn't get here with good looks. I didn't get here with money. I didn't get here because of the friends I had. I got here because I held on and wouldn't let go. And Paul said that the evidence is so much so that there are many who are going to be deceived and drawn away. Many who are going to find themselves in division. But he says to the church, you've you got to fight a good fight. You can't be drawn away. He said, don't, don't, don't be so easily deceived. Don't get caught up in false doctrine. He said, don't, don't run after them who say that the Lord has already come, uh, that the Lord is over here, or the Lord is over, the Lord is in a mountain, the Lord is in a cave. He said, you've got to be sure and hold fast to the profession of your faith. You got to remember what you believe and when you believe and why you believe and you cannot let go in these difficult times. Gotta hold on. He said because there will be those who are scattered. He said you hold firmly. Notice what he said. He said to the word of life. This word, this book here, right here, this one we got. When you got open or the one you pulled up on your app, if that word to you is not life, you ain't got no life. This is our life. Man still does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I'm still interested in what God has said. I wish I had somebody else that was. Is there anybody in here still interested in what God has got to say? What God has got to say about your family, about your marriage, about your money, how to treat one another. Man does not live by bread alone. It amazes me. We'll ride all over town trying to find a good meal, fill up our bellies. But yet we won't go to a Bible study. We won't get up early enough to go to Christian Academy. Get up early to go to IHOP and get all you can eat flapjacks. And maple syrup and we'll ride all across town to get a steak and lobster and surf and turf and all of those things. But on the time, in the time when we really need to be holding fast, do you know that when you eat today, you're going to be hungry again tomorrow? But this is an everlasting word. This word will go with you all over this great land. He said, hold firmly to the word of life. Because if you don't do so, it's going to make the work of the kingdom seem less valuable. He talked to a church. He was concerned about them. He says, Man, I just want to be proud of you. Oh, come on now. He said, I want to be proud. He said, I, I, I don't want to have preached to you all of those Sundays and, and taught Bible Academy and Christian Academy and and, and we had all of those workshops and all of that time together. And, and then you fall by the wayside. I want to be able to look around and, 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 and say, that's one of mine and that's one of mine. And, and, and how we all came up together. And I want to be proud of you on that day. I don't want you to give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Don't be a pseudo-Christian. Be a real Christian. He said many are being drawn and divided and, and many are going to be shipwrecked in their faith. 
God help us. If we run all the way to get near the finish line and quit. We have served in our churches as deacons and ministers and trustees and other laborers and, and, and then get near the finish line and quit. Because somebody said something or somebody did something. He said, many are going to be drawn away. This is one that bothers me, Brother Thomas. It amazes me how many of us can let folk who don't go to church draw us out of the church. That blows my mind. How do we allow uninformed people to take from us this word of life? Folk who, who, who act foolish and drink and cut up and do all manner of foolish things and can convince us that serving the Lord is of no report and can convince us that our ministries are useless and can convince us that we don't need to go to church, that we can live just like them and still go to heaven. How can you let ignorant people draw you away from the most knowledgeable thing you've ever had? My friends say, Paul said, Brother Thomas is right, ain't your friend. But Paul said, you got to hold firmly. Don't be drawn away by seducing spirits. Some of us have left the church for so many crazy reasons. And I call them seducing spirits. We, we left because we met some guy or some girl who never in the body of Christ. We'd rather lay up with them on Sunday morning than get up and go to church. We'd rather go to the club and hang out on Friday and Saturday night and then Sunday morning we don't go to church. And, and, and all because we fell in love. The Bible tells us, and we talked about it this morning, not to team up with unbelievers. And, and listen, let me tell you something, all you people trying to fall in love, you don't have to compromise to find a good lover. There are good men and women in the body of Christ. But you got to meet them at the right place. Get off of Match.com and, and, and Tinder and all of them crazy websites meeting crazy people that lock you up in a trunk of a car and drive you across state lines and we'll never see you no more. Stop falling in love with folk who don't love God. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Find you a holy man and a holy woman. Raise up a holy family. Holy folk laugh and have a good time. We make love too. That's how we grow the church. Like holy folk don't have sex. We do. We just lift up his name. That, that just came out of somewhere. I don't know. The word seducing got me. That's what happened. Well, help me understand something. Why would you let unsaved folk cause you to give up your salvation. Ain't nothing wrong with being saved. That's the ministry. We say this, that Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. I know Gladys Knight did her version of it, but the reality is that was a gospel song really originally. And the fact of the matter is, Paul says, if my life is worth anything in Christ Jesus, it's worth everything. And he says, if it's worth anything, I've got to finish what I started. Come on, talk to me. 
He said, it's been assigned to me by the Lord Jesus Christ to tell other folk about this good news. That's what that old mentality says, that I wasn't going to tell nobody. But I couldn't keep it to myself. When you in love and you love the Lord and you love the work and you love your assignment, listen, I couldn't wait to tell folk that I was in the Lord's choir when I was young. I couldn't wait to tell folk that I was the Lord's preacher. I couldn't wait. Every time I got to do something in the church, I wanted folk to know God was using me. Here's what he said. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is my life. It has changed everything. See how y'all ain't saying nothing? Because you ain't saying nothing. I'm telling you now that if you're not ashamed, you ought to shout it from the mountaintop. You ought to lift up your hand. You ought to tell everybody, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Gave me a chance nobody else would give me. Paul said, I've got this wonderful assignment to tell a dying world about a living Christ. And this is what he calls it, Kenny, to tell them about the wonderful grace of God. Oh, your grandchildren ought to hear about this. Your sons and daughters ought to hear about this. Your people, your loved ones, everybody ought to know that you got some good news about the wonderful grace of God. Oh, he saved me. Oh, happy day. When he wash my sins away. Y'all ain't never heard that song? Yeah, that, 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 that's a, he, he washed me. He said, I've, I've got this, this good news. Get ready to leave you alone here, but there are two critical components to help you hold on to what you got. Word and prayer. Rooted in more word and the more prayer better your grip going to be. You, 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 you pray more, read more, better your grip going to be. You, you don't have to worry about letting go. The more time you spend in the word, the more time we spend praying, one that will build up a good church. You want a real good church, you don't have to worry about brick and mortar. Get some word in prayer. Want a, want, a, want a church that will weather a storm and, and get us through the vicissitudes of life? It's wide in prayer. That's why the, the old church, whenever they saw the man of God, they didn't ask him about his robes. They didn't worry about what kind of charity he showed up in. They asked him, is there a word from the Lord? What is God saying to us? Come on, talk to me, somebody. I need a word. I need God to talk to me. Jess, it's song time. One of my favorite songs had the line that simply says, baby, talk to me. Come on and talk to me. Tell me what is on your mind. Don't, don't keep on telling me everything's okay because if it was, then you wouldn't be crying. But you got to talk to me. And, and listen, Brother McKenzie laughed when I said it last week, but I'm telling you, every sister want a brother with a good rap. Brother, you got to be able to lay it down. You got to be smooth. Sade said he's a smooth operator. She talks about him like that. She said, he just so smooth. He just, he just took my, didn't I blow your mind this time? Didn't I? Come on and talk 
to me. Tell me a little something. Talk a little sweet to me. Give me a little something, honey. Put a little sugar on that thing. But if you can talk to me, you can change me. If you can talk to me, you can help me. I need a wire from the Lord. And if you got a wire from the Lord, you got some good news in this dying and troubling situation. As long as 45 is in the White House, we need a wire from the Lord. Come on and talk to me. What is God saying to us? God is saying, love your neighbor. God is saying, care one for the other. God is saying, feed them that are hungry. Clothe them that are naked. God knows we need some clothes around here. We need some feeding going on. I'm so proud of Aaron and Carolyn in that little backpack ministry. We don't, we don't feed a whole lot of people, but we feed some people. And they are tenacious about it. You go around in Aaron's office now, they got snacks and good. Sometimes I get a little famished during the day. I want to go around there and get some of that stuff. I said, no, that's for the children. I, I got a key to everything. I, I want to drink the little juice, you know. I said, no, Leroy, that's, that's for the children. One side of me said, they won't miss one little pack of cookies. But I don't want the Lord to see me. Get to heaven and Lord say, you know them cookies you took? I saw you. <laughs> I got enough trouble on my plate already. But he, he said that word and prayer. Oh, God, when we pray. The book of Acts showed the greatest movement of the church. It says simply, and when they pray. Some of y'all ain't never come to a prayer meeting. But Lord, have you ever come to a prayer meeting? And that's what grandma, they call it a prayer meeting. Well, no prayer service, it's a prayer meeting. And Lord, they prayed. Listen, the old deacons would get down on them arthritic knees and, and they would bow, body bent and duty bound. They would cry. They cried unto the Lord. And, and they prayed until something happened. They, they prayed until the walls sweat. They prayed until the windows fogged up. They prayed until that pot belly stove got too hot. But they weren't coming up off a prayer. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And every time somebody brought a cow or concern to the church, they didn't talk about people or scandalize their name. They said, well, we're going to pray about it. Word and prayer will build up a good church. Keep the church from being torn down. The devil wants to kill and destroy. Prayer builds up and protects. We're going to be all right because we're praying. I'm telling you now that word and prayer. And then let me give you a little bonus here. And I'll be gone. You've you got to be careful. Not to think that you can automatically keep this ship sailing. We, we're not, we, we, we require tenacity. Attention to detail. J James says to us that if you, if, if you will, will let the Lord help you, he will. What did you say? He said, draw near to God. God will draw near to you. Too many of y'all are drifting or more. You, you have loosed your more and you're just out there drifting. You can't run around to every church. You can't go to everybody's service. You can't listen to everything on YouTube. Stop downloading in Facebook and put your face in the book. Stop listening to everybody because somebody tell you, you ought to hear this preaching. You ought to go over there. Listen, foolishness is everywhere here now. You need old-fashioned religion. You need a preacher that know you. James said, if you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that we must take a deliberate direction. As we are moving in the body of Christ. Jesus told the disciples something that was very deliberate. He said, leave everything. See how quiet y'all got right there? 
Because as soon as I said leave, some of y'all start thinking about where you're going to have to leave from. You're going you already think about leaving your little booth thing and your, your little something, something over here and your little secret stuff. I'm telling you now that one of the reasons the church can't stay is because none of y'all don't want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Now, quiet y'all got right now. You want to fight. I'm telling you, I, got, I forgot. Remember, y'all know the rule. Every first Sunday in October, all the way to the end of October, nothing but nice preaching. Because that's close to anniversary. This is my last raise hell sermon right here. But let me tell you something. Y'all clinging to all the wrong stuff. Paul says, hold firmly to the word of life. Y'all worry about losing boyfriends and girlfriends and current favor with men. They can't do nothing for you. You laying up with somebody and you can't get up and go to church on Sunday morning. You need to leave that joker or leave that jokette and get on down to the house of God. Jesus tells them, take a deliberate direction and leave everything and follow me. You around here saying, to me, I'm looking for my Jesus way out on the hill. If you'd have stayed behind him, you wouldn't have to look for him. You should have stayed where he told you. He said, follow me. You running and ripping all over town, trying to go to phase two and trying to go to the Ellington and trying to go to Charlotte and trying to go to Beyonce and trying to go to JC. You should have stayed with Jesus. in your wheelhouse now. You want to talk about cruises and me and my girlfriend, we going on a, going to take a little trip on that old gospel ship. The love boat ain't no gospel ship. It's all over the place. Taking vacations. Now, Pastor, we won't be there next Sunday. We going on a cruise. I look at your tithe report and wonder how you get on that ship. Don't they charge to ride them things? Yes, sir. Well, your tithe reflects that you are not able to go anywhere. Your tithe reflects we ought to help you pay some bills. I ain't been on no cruise. But that we just saved our money. So you robbed God. And then took his money on a cruise. And when you got over there, you bought all kinds of stuff. Them drinks on that cruise ship ain't free. I told y'all about posting pictures. I see y'all. Some of my disciples left because I posted, I see you. They ain't been back, but they know I saw them. Dropping it like it was hot and picking it up like it done cooled down. <laughs> Here it is. I'm done. He said, he said, you got to take a deliberate direction. Jesus said, leave everything. Watch it, everything you're minding, everything you're involved in, everything you know, and come follow me. Y'all quiet because you think to yourself, well, you don't know the stuff I got to leave. But can I tell you why that's not a real problem? Because you brought that on yourself. All that stuff you tangled up in, you started it. How you know that, Rem? Because you brought nothing. We all came here with an empty slate. All of them bad relationships, all of them boogers you know, you, you did that. And my granddaddy would say, hat up. Time to hat up. Cut bait. Right?
right now, you ought to get your phone out and start texting people. I ain't coming back. You ought to be like that man in, 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 in that Eddie Murphy movie. Put your mom on the phone. Tell her I ain't coming back. I done met Jesus. Come on, talk to me. Put your mama on the phone. Around here singing about being booed up. I still ain't figured that out yet. But you put him on the text. Call, call your girlfriend and say, put boo on the phone. I done met Jesus. I ain't coming back. What? Yes. Jesus said, you must take a deliberate direction. You see, some of us are too waffly. I'm not finished. We're too waffly. But the Hebrew writer says this. Here it is. Here's what the Hebrew writer says. Hebrew writer says, we must pay close attention to what we have heard. Lest we drift. That's why they got that doctor. Some of y'all, some of y'all can't, can't keep up with Christian Academy because you ain't been to every academy. So you don't know what we, when we're talking about deliberate principles and biblical precepts, you have no idea what we're talking about. You come in as mama said on the tail end and then want to cut the head off. You'll figure that out. The Hebrew writer says we, we got to pay close attention to what we've heard. It amazes me how your children can sing every song with Cardi B but don't know no gospel. Your children know every word in Wiz Khalifa songs but don't know Jesus. Come on, talk to me. They know everything on YouTube but don't know Jesus. Whose fault is that? You bought that phone. You bought that Nintendo. You pay for that internet. And you got the audacity to let them choose not to come to Jesus? Make it a rule. For every hour you spend with them, you spend an hour with him. And when they start to, I don't feel like it, say, that's no problem for me either. Click. I got the password to my Wi-Fi. Click. And the main box is in my office. So when I want everybody offline, I just turn it off. And they say, Dad, something wrong with the Internet. No, it ain't. The Internet is still working in all the world except at 568. I shut it down. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I, listen, I love to shut it down. I love to say I turned it off. It ain't offline. I took the line off. says, don't drift. You got to drop me. Then he said, I'm done. We can go. He said, he said you, you have to understand that the problem is that the devil is against you. The devil doesn't want you to be saved. John reminds us, he said, that, that, that in order for us to defeat the evil that's in this world, we're going to have to build up our faith. And here's what I like about it, Harmony. He says, for every child of God, that, that means you can win. Look at your name and say, you can win. He said, every child of God, this is in the gospel, John, 1 John chapter 5. He said, every child of God defeats the evil in this world because we have faith. It is the victory that we have that gives us this faith, this building point. And, and he says, now who can win? Only those that believe Jesus is the Son of God. Only them folk who, who, who know 
that they know that they, you know we like that in church. Oh, I didn't know that I know that. No, I'm telling you now that if you have not taken a deliberate direction, if you have not dropped your anchor, if you're not sure of who he is, you will never know who you are. Here's why. Because the Genesis letter said you were created in the image and likeness of God. And if you don't know who he is, you ain't going to know who you is. And if you don't know who you is, you're missing out on some kind of wonderful knowing who he is. But the fact of the matter is my faith says, yes, I can. Jesse Jackson got famous a few years ago back in the 70s by saying, yes, I can. And Barack Obama came along and started saying, yes, we can. And the reality for us is us still can. Miss Scott, please don't pass out. That's not good English, but I'm preaching in a little something right here right now. You have to understand, beloved of God, that if you really want to be a real somebody and hold on to what you have, you've got to know who God is. Here's how mama put it. Hold to God's unchanging hand. You've you got to hold on to something that will hold on to you. You've you got to get your help from where help really comes from. You've got to realize that there is no other way except him. There is what the gospel said, and I'm leaving y'all alone. He said, listen, I've come to realize that in him I live, move, and have my being. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I would be nothing without him. Oh, God, he wakes me up every morning. And kisses me on my face, puts his arms around me, and reminds me that I am somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, You're looking at something here because God don't make no junk. God put me together perfectly so, so that I can lift up my hands, so I can jump up and down, so I can tell him thank you, so I can lift up his name. Oh, there's something about that name. Anybody ever call that name? There's power in that name. That name has helped me all my life. When I was feeling that mama say raggedy as a mango seed, I called on that name. That name got me off of my sick bed. That name told me to run on and see what the end shall be. Anybody interested in what the end shall be? Anybody trying to go all the way? Look at your name and say 99 and a half just won't do. I'm trying to make a hundred. I'm trying to cross the finish line, but I've got to press my way according to the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Anybody still want to get there? Anybody still want to get there? Here's how I put it. Oh, I want to see him. I want to look upon his face. I want to tell him thank you. I want his amazing grace. He woke me up this morning. I said he woke me up. He made it all right said I wasn't going to tell nobody but I couldn't keep it to myself what the Lord has done for me anybody in here has he done something come on and talk to me somebody if God has ever done something you ought to stand up on your feet you ought to wave your hand you ought to tell your neighbor I didn't get here by myself I didn't come this far myself God brought me from a mighty long ways ain't God alright won't God bring you won't God keep you won't God carry you he walks with me. He talks with me. And talks. I am his own. And the joy and the love and the peace that we share. Nobody else can't do it for me. Look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. He's my friend. He's my brother. He's my lover. He's my everything. 
He's my hammer on the nail. He's my grits in my gravy. He's my fish in my mustard. He's my bread in my peanut butter. He's my everything. And I just got one question. Ain't God all right? I said, I just got that one question. Ain't God all right? Anybody know him all right? Anybody ever tried him? Anybody still love him? Anybody walks with him? Anybody talks with him? Ain't God all right? Mama said, I'm just going to hold on. God's unchanging hand. Building my hopes on things eternal. I'm going to hold on. Choir might stop singing. Usher don't want to usher. But I'm going to hold on. Kenny ain't playing. I'm going to hold on. John can't be found. I'm going to hold on. Addison ain't in the kitchen. I'm going to hold on. Deacon Davis ain't in the parking lot. I'm going to hold on. If I'm here all by myself, I'm going to preach till I'm happy. I'm going to try to do all of it to the best of my ability, but I'm not letting go. Mama said, I've come too far. Turn back now. Matter of fact, some of the roads I went down, they done closed them. Some of the places I hung out, gone out of business. Thank you, Jesus. I, I was home, Brother Beverly, hanging out with my cousin, because I got cousins like you do. And my cousin, you know, my cousins, their, their assignment must be to attempt the preacher. Every time I come home, they say, Mike, Mike, Mike. You know, they always got to put three of them together. Mike, Mike, Mike. Man, you want, let's take a ride. I said, no, nah, man, y'all gone. Now, stop playing. No, nah, man, it's going to ride. We're going to ride by the spot. You ever notice in every city there's a spot? I said, man, y'all stop, man. Y'all, man, they talk, man, we know you're a preacher, man. Cousin, we just going to ride by there right quick, see if anything, you know, going down. See, whenever, listen, when you're a Christian, stay away from places where things is going down. Because if it's going down, it's probably going around. And if it's going around, it's going down. And, and I said, all right, all right, man, y'all. So we get in the car, and they say, well, we, okay, we'll go. Okay. And then, because you ain't driving. You know, what that old song said, don't, if you get in the car, don't let the devil drive. Them, them rascals always try to lure me. They want, I said, man, I told you, we ain't going to be here, but how about this one? We ain't going to stay but about five minutes. Five minutes turned into two o'clock in the morning. In the morning, morning. I said, man, why, you ain't got to go in. Well, if you're in the parking lot, y'all ain't going to leave me sitting out here in the car. My daddy used to do that. My daddy used to take us praise on. Y'all stay right here. Be right back. Then come out. Don't tell your mama. What? We done sit in the car with power windows. We can't let down. People knocking on the window. Y'all all right? Yeah. <laughs> My daddy should have went to jail for leaving us in cars with windows up. Then get back out. Don't tell your mama. I had to make a little stop. And they say, who lived there? Don't worry about who lived there. My daddy dead. Y'all ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> if he didn't make heaven, it's his fault. <laughs> but anyway, they, 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 they let it take him for it. And, 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 and so here it is. Watch this. What, what, I, what I do know is, Dr. Dixon, you are laughing way too much. Way, you, you act like you know something about that. Okay, thank you. I told you them roads is closed. But, but here it is. Here it is. So, so they, they take me to places, Keith, and they, and they like tempt the preacher. But, but here's what I know. I know who I am. I, 
I, I don't have to worry about letting go. So I, I mean, I let them, they laugh, and they, you know, they, they, this is my cousin. And you know, they always like to, they, they always like to introduce me as the preacher. This is my cousin, he a preacher. And other people are like, oh, oh. I said, man, they don't care. You ain't got to care either. You know, I don't I don't seen people swallow half a joint. So they say, this is the preacher. They go, oh, I'm sorry, Rev. I'm saying, brother, you know, that's not going to digest very well. But I, I, I know who I am. So I love my kinfolk. I, I hang out with them and laugh. And they say, man, Mike, you crazy. I said, no, I'm good. Because I don't have to let go. I'm holding on to what got me. I've come too far. Turn around now. The Bible says you can be all things to all men, but you don't have to let go. I trust God. I started out a long time ago, and there is no doubt in my mind. I decide to make Jesus my choice. You're in the room today, and you're not on a deliberate direction. You're not have, you haven't dropped your anchor, and your faith is not sure. I bid you come. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't walk out of here today with an uncertain grip. Hold fast to the profession of your faith. You in the body of Christ, you better stay there. Time is filled with swift transition. And I tell you now, brothers and sisters, if there's ever a time the church needs to be sure, it is right now. Somebody asked me the other day, was I concerned about Brett Kavanaugh? I said, I know Jesus. I don't care about Brett Kavanaugh. I don't, none of them people up there on the Supreme Court. First of all, I don't plan on getting in that much trouble when my case needs to go to the Supreme Court. If I'm in that much trouble, all the king horses and all the king's men have failed miserably. I try to stay out of local courtrooms. <laughs> Supreme Court, only Supremes I know are Dinah Ross, Mary Wilson. <laughs> Supreme Court, Claire Thomas, no, I don't know him. No, sorry. Paul I know. Jesus I know. The rest of them rascals out there, no. When, when, whenever you in that much trouble, Thou hast done a great sin. <laughs> Amen. When you need to call Ben Matlock, you, you deep. But hear me well. This whole deacon ministry right here, we need to see y'all after service. <laughs> but the reality for us is this. Paul says, don't, don't let go of what got you here. You didn't come this far haphazardly. The walk that you have been on is a good walk. The Bible says that you ought to stay off those wide highways and walk those narrow paths. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Look ever to Jesus. He will carry you through. I'm staying. If, if, if all the church is empty next Sunday, I will be here. If nobody don't come to Bible study, I will be there. Nobody don't want to teach our young people. Nobody wants to lift up praises. I will be here. Because this is what got me here. The only reason I'm still alive is because the Lord keeps loving me. I, I don't always eat right. I don't, I don't go to bed and get eight hours. But God just keeps me. 
Anybody know him to be a keeper? Oh, to be kept by the Lord. So if you haven't joined that great army yet, you haven't enlisted in the army of the Lord, I, I would that you come. There's still room for you. Anybody, anybody still glad that you came in under the whosoever doctrine? Aren't you glad they didn't do a background check that Sunday you stood down the aisle? Amen. I came in whosoever and staying under whosoever. And I'm telling you now, and I told you all this before, when, when I get to heaven, if I see anybody in there that I know anything about, I'm going to raise my hand. Say, excuse me, Lord, can I tell you about him? Lord going to say, peace be still. I'm going to say, not if he in there and I'm out here. I'm getting in one way or the other. Bible says then you got to come through the right gate. I'm climbing over the fence. If I, if I don't get to stay there for five minutes before they throw me out, I will say I was there. <laughs> but I'm trying to get to heaven. Amen. So if you're not in the army of the Lord, I bid you come. Before his time is too late. It's time for us to go. Take up much of your time today. It's been a good day. It's a pretty day outside. So if you're not in the army of the Lord, would you come? Our doors are open to Christian discipleship. To give your life to Christ is our first priority. Because we want you to give your life to Christ before you join the local church. We're blessed today to have a God who still says, I'll take him. If you'll come today, God will take you as his own. Second thing I want to say to you today is, if you are already saved, you are sure of your salvation, and yet uh, you desire to find a new church home, you've been going around a little bit looking, and you've been in church after church, and you've been in Brookville for a few Sundays, and a few more Sundays, and you're saying to yourself, well, I don't know. Well, let me help you solve that. We will take care of you. It is our responsibility. It is our privilege to take care of these few sheep. And so if you haven't joined the local church and you're looking for a church home, we're looking for you. We've been waiting for you. Amen. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? And then lastly, I want to say to you as we get ready to go, there are, there are people who are praying for you. We are a praying church. As I said earlier, if you want to build a great church, it's word and prayer. And we do both of those around here rather well. And so we would invite you, whatever your concerns are, if your concerns are for your sons and daughters, your husband, your wife, your friend, again, whatever that boo thing is, if you've got a concern for one of them, bring them to this altar, this praying ground. If you're sick, and want to be healed if you've got financial issues, you've got marital discord, you're just concerned about this world, you can come and pray with us and we will touch and agree with you that that's a good thing. We don't want to ask you all of your business, but we want you to know that God is in the business of handling your business. And so if you just bring it to the altar. Grandma said it this way, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Come on and pray with us as we get ready to go home from this place or wherever you want to go. I can't make you go home, but Grandma said you're going to have to leave here. So would you come and pray with us? Grab your neighbor, bring a friend. As I said last Sunday, pick somebody to pray with you. Look across the room, make eye contact, say, come on and pray with me. So we can as touch and, and agree. I am so thankful to God that there are people that pray for me. James, everybody's calling your name. They are saying, put James prostrate on the altar. What have you done, James? Brother Thomas called the investigators to follow James. 
James, there's too many people looking at you right now. What did you do this weekend? This weekend. He's very definitive there. So shall we look back in the annals of history and see what you did last weekend? Very good. We love James. Yes, ma'am. strength that many of us should pray for. I'd love to have God do everything I want him to do, but anybody know like I know that it's better that his will be done? Because, you know, we if we get what we want all the time, sometimes it's just selfish, you know. I remember when my grandmother was, was, was getting uh, gravely ill, she told us, she got us up. My grandmother very point to the point person. She said, let me tell y'all something. Don't be praying for me to stay. She said, pray that y'all can get along without me when I'm gone. She said, because I'm ready to go home. And we had to suck it up. And she looked at us and said, I ain't playing with y'all. Y'all trying to keep me here. I'm ready to go. She said, well, oh, I pity y'all when I'm gone. She was right. Boy, the house wasn't never the same. But you're right, Jess. We got to learn how to have the strength to accept what God is doing. Even in our own lives. There's some things I've been asking God to do for me and for us that has not come to pass. But I know what it means to trust him in patience and to wait. Anybody else? Deacon Clark is certainly one of our uh, legacy leaders. And he's had a rough go of it here lately. And, uh, yes, ma'am. Don't forget your son because everybody keep looking at him. Don't know what he did. <laughs> we might ought to move him toward the middle, I think. James, come stand in the middle so you can be surrounded by a friend company. A great cloud of witnesses. Yes, Sister Hassan. You know, you talk too much. How many times I've told y'all I don't want to know what the baby's is? <laughs> yes, ma'am, Sister Price. Mother Dixon thinks she's not loved. 
She, she don't have to earn her stripes here. She's a child of God. No, she ain't been here long, but you keep telling them there's a praying church over there at Brookville. And we're praying for Brother Melvin. That's hard work. That's hard work. And we're praying for you, too. And you, too. Yes, sir, Aaron. Amen. Be encouraged. I believe you can handle it. You're a multi-talented young lady. You, you have blessed our ministry in ways that you may not realize. You can do it. You can do it. Candace and I, we, we, there's, a, there's a Cinderella movie, and Candace and I, our favorite line in the movie is, is when the little mice be getting together, and they say, we can do it, we can do it for our Cinderella. You can do it. Be encouraged. Know that there's a people praying that you'll be successful in every task that they lay upon you. Someday you may be the supervisor. Amen. Don't, re don't rebuke it. Don't give it up. Yes, sir. You know, you're a little too happy about going to Florida. Yeah, we're going to bring this harmony to the middle for the seen and unseen and that which is yet to be revealed. Amen. Enjoy yourself. You the whole family? Oh, Lord, have going by yourself? Oh. Good to have fun. God bless you. Everybody else good? What did your baby do? That's my anniversary. My wife and I got married on that day. And my mama's birthday. And my grandmama's birthday. Yes. Hold on to the 26. Do your best. <laughs> Amen. Oh, that's wonderful. Amen. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. I always like to see you with your dad. He always looks happy when you're here. Amen. I believe y'all have fun together. You let him have his way, don't you? Yeah, you treat him good, don't you? I know. Amen. Let's pray together. Dr. Jones, it's good to see you, man. Oh, no, that's my brother. I love him. Amen. You got to go by and see that Victor Center. That's, that's beautiful. It's really something. Amen. God, our Father, we're very thankful today. You've heard the requests of this people. There are those that we love and care for in nursing homes, hospice care. Some of us are trying to do it ourselves, taking care of our mothers and our fathers. And God, it's a, it's a stressful thing to have to take care of those who once took care of us, to bathe them, change them, and to, to feed them. We didn't see this day coming, not at this gravity. But give us the strength to do what has to be done. What our insurances will not do, still got to be done. And we want our moms and dads and our families to have the best of care. So God, when we get tired, revive us, strengthen us. When it gets frustrating, let us have a moment to ourselves that we can go off and have a cup of coffee and Maybe just a moment to go. And then, Lord, let us get back in there. Take care of those we love. There are prayers for unborn children. Now that they know it's a little girl, Lord, they're going to buy little pink things and ribbons and barrettes and all of that manner of thing. But, Lord, we just want a healthy baby. 
Bless mother and child. Lord, keep her safe. Let the exams go well and let the vitamins and the nourishments do what they are designated to do. We're praying for grandchildren, great-grandchildren and children. Sister Marion has lifted up every mother's prayer that our children would bring us honor and that they would live holy and wholesome lives. And then our grandchildren, that they will know the legacy of life being in this family. Our name means something. We have learned, labored long and hard through cotton fields and through lynchings and burnings to bring our names out of the wilderness. Let our children appreciate the journey of our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents. Some of us have been rooted in the South, and it was hard. Some of these children are going to be the first to go to colleges and universities. And that took some sacrifice. Somebody gave up something that they might gain something. So we join every mother in prayer today for their children. And Lord, even when they get old, they don't, they don't stop being a concern to us. So we're praying for all of our children. And we're praying, Lord, for Deacon Clark. Oh, what, what, what legacy he has left here. He's been gone from us for quite some time, but now, Lord, the journey is getting even more difficult. So, Lord, bless these days, those who care for him, that he will not forget the God of his salvation. And we thank you for every senior citizen every senior servant, every senior saint, hospitals and nursing homes, Sister Royal and Sister Penn, Sister Woodson, Sister Nowlin. Thank you, Lord. Brother Jesse is with us as much as he can be. Thank you for Jesse. What a man, what a man. What a mighty good man. And we thank you, Lord, for what he has taught his son that every son should know serving the Lord is going to pay off after a while. We pray for Sister Poe as she continues to discover life without her friend. And so, Lord, keep your arms around her. We're praying, God, for all of those who are part of our family, both near and far. And even today, Lord, many of our disciples took Fifth Sunday off. We say shame, but we pray for them that they will know what it means to cling ever closer. What are we going to do when the Lord returns? What will our testimonies be if we have not been steadfast, if we have not held fast?